Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier. Really excited to be back with the latest edition and episode of the show. And also really excited to have a first-time guest with me today. I love bringing on first-time guests and introducing them to our audience. And so, Jacqueline, Lauren, where I'd like to start to welcome you onto the show is to get you to tell us perhaps a little bit about your backstory and your journey for those listeners and viewers who may be discovering you today for the very first time. Okay. Um, well, I am the owner of Jacqueline Lauren Design, which is a graphic design company. And I've been doing branding, marketing, graphic design for about 15 years now. And about eight years ago, I had a bit of a spiritual awakening, which kind of disrupted the life that I was living. And more recently, I've started a podcast uh, that's talking more about spiritual things and interviewing spiritual healers, shaman, light workers, um, called Realign with the Divine. And so I guess I'm wanting to bridge business and spirituality and in my work. So first of all, jumping right in, I love that because one of the things that I noticed and discovered is there's a lot of healers, um, spirituality workers who I find struggle with the business side. They, they struggle with the idea that, as an example, I can charge for my services. I'm, I, there's a value there. Uh, it's okay to be somebody who's healing, but also earning a living so that I can heal more people. And exactly. so, so I, I love the work you're doing because of the fact that I think there's more of that needed. And, you know, I've been in rooms, events with healers where they'll ask the question, you know, and, you know, to the, and to their credit, they're being really honest, but they're saying how many healers right now are struggling to actually make a living at, with their business. And I'm going to be honest with you, 90% of the hands go up. And so I guess where I'd like to start first and foremost is, is that what was the catalyst for you wanting to go in this direction? Or what was, what was sort of the catalyst that made you want to dive down and go down this road, if you will? Well, with the spiritual work, let's say I was much more comfortable in business and in that setting and that environment. And I was pretty comfortable wearing a mask. And eventually when the spiritual work needed to be done as I was being guided really heavily, the mask had to come down and I had to reveal a little bit more about my own essence and who I was and how I wanted to do this work. So the business side was easy for me, but coming and showing up as my spiritual self has been the hard part for me. Like I have to out myself in this way of starting to talk about this. And I know a lot of people are going through that and I wanna make the process easier because as I was going through it and I'm still going through it, I didn't feel like I had tons of support in my life. So. I'm wanting to meet people wherever they're at in the process so that they know that they're not alone. And I guess why, based on what you've seen, because like you said, you're on the other end where it was harder for you to open up and show your spiritual side, if you will. Uh, why do you think it is and, and where do you think the disconnect is or the challenges for those that are struggling with the idea of, of being comfortable with both sides like what I mean maybe if you speak from the other side but where do you think the challenges for people opening up and, and being comfortable connecting both the business and the spirituality well this idea of wanting to be of service to the world somehow we've we've lost that we can accept money as healers 
Um, like that's an okay thing. Money is actually just energy. So having this transference of energy where they're being rewarded for their gifts and services is really a beautiful thing and something that they should be open and accepting to. And, you know, it's funny, I guess I, I've had people on the show not that long ago who come from the business side that have now sort of leaned over into the healing side. And because they're business side first, like you said, they've never had the challenge with putting a value financially on their time and worth. And so do you think that maybe what needs to happen is that more people from both sides have to sort of, I guess, intermingle and, and maybe um, cross that bridge? Because it seems like it was almost like you're over here, or you're over here. You said the total key word, which is a bridge. And I guess that's how I started to think of myself now as a bit a bridge between both the business world, the creatives, the healers. And there it's a bit of a translation to be able to talk to both. So what I think the unique skill I've developed is being able to walk between those two different worlds. So if people can get some assistance on how to do that, then they're going to be able to communicate much easier with one another. But right now, they're not even speaking the same language. Yeah, and, and the key thing, too, I think, uh, here is that there's no wrong. You know, meaning like whenever I say this, I'm not judging or saying that either is doing anything wrong. But having said that, uh, one of the things that I notice as well, kind of to the point of what I was mentioning, is I'll go to an event and people will say, um, you know, they'll, they'll talk, the question will be posed, do you struggle with the idea of um, trying to earn a living, trying to put a value in your services? And people are like, oh my God, yes. And they're screaming like, oh, I, I, I need to make this change and all that kind of stuff. But then the same person, I'm sure, is at an event six months later saying the same thing. And so I, I feel, um, this is just me talking out loud, but it, my guess is is that I think some of those same people need to maybe work more one-on-one -on -one with somebody and get that like so it's not just like in a room where they're surrounded by other healers who are all like yeah I need to and, and I know they feel that but feeling that and actually taking that step as you said because it's a deep psychological thing if you think I can't charge for my services especially when you're in a group setting like that everybody is picking up on everyone else's energy and the room is so hyped so there's just an expansion that happens between everybody but then when you walk out of there and it's just you you again you're then back in the old belief system so you don't have all that other energy to lift you up again so it's learning how to embody that greater energetic force that you get from being with the group to be able to just have that when you're on your own. And that'll be the energy to take action. And so, and I think you kind of alluded to this, but I'll ask you as well, but uh, do you find like money is almost a dirty word to people that are in the, the healing world still? I would say yes. And but it may be for slightly different reasons than you're thinking. Um, I guess what I see with money is that people want, people just want to freely give. Mm -hmm. And that would probably feel best to be able to give. And then it's the receiving part that people have a lot of difficulty with. So this, this belief around receiving 
like, and being open to both sides of the spectrum of that experience, because without receiving, uh, you know, you can't get filled up again. If you keep giving, you're going to empty your tank. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, one of the things uh, I have, so I have a healer that I work with and she does, um, uh, I think called Lomi Lomi Massage. Mm-hmm. And so I won't assume everybody knows what that is, but it's, it's a Hawaiian style of massage and it's like a full, full body massage. It's a deep sort of healing massage. In fact, in Hawaii, from what she told me is they, they'll work on you for days until you're healed. Like they don't, they don't get, they get this idea of I'll charge you for an hour and I'll heal you for an hour. Um, they work on you. And I don't know how the pricing with that works. Cause I know they charge, they're not worried about charging, but the point is they work on people until they're healed, not the idea of, well, you asked for an hour. So we almost like going to a therapy session and you're about to have a breakthrough and the clock ticks and you go, oh, oh time to go. <laughs> time to go. Um, whereas, you know, maybe it was five more minutes and you could have a major breakthrough, but then the next time you go, you have to start from, you know, work your way up to that breakthrough again. Um, so having said that, I only, that's just to explain what the massage style is, but her, well, I won't say her name because in fairness, it's her story, but um, she for years struggled to earn a living. And this last year or two, she's just kind of said, you know what, my time is worth money. And I'm, you know, every day I have people saying, oh my God, you, you, you did something that I'd never been able to have experienced, even to go through the medical system for a year. And so uh, the thing is now, she is actually earning a good living. And what she was saying to me is she said, it's so liberating to be able to know I can heal more people now. And not only that, this is the biggest one, I think. She's coming from a space of abundance when she's healing people rather than her being stressed out, healing this person going in her head, but still, I'm not gonna be able to get groceries this week. So I think, some, I think the other side is, and maybe it's just a taste of that, but I think it's the other side is for healers to experience, they're actually uh, getting getting some money for their time that allows them to actually heal more people. It's like people that just like money don't realize that it's just a tool. And if they have more of it, they can serve more people. If you want, you can give more money away, whatever that looks like to you. But do you feel that that's the case that if a person gets a taste of it and sees that, wow, this allows me to uh, help more people, then they'll want more of that? Well, absolutely. If somebody's living in a scarcity mentality are they really doing the work that they're able to do at their best optimum level? Probably not because they're worried about all of these root chakra type things that they have to deal with, like their rent, food, bills, all of that. So when you're, when you're worried and you're in the struggle, you're not, you're not like giving anything from the best, highest part of you. It's interesting, by the way, I was going to add to, uh, you had a natural healer walk by a second ago. And uh, is that uh, a boy or a female? Uh, that's Oscar. He's a boy, awesome. my cat. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see him there now. He's just chilling, chilling like a villain. He's a total empath. <laughs> yeah. So he, he probably walked by. I was talking about energy and he walked by. So maybe he was giving us energy. And people that are, are used to uh, my shows know that uh, Tantra, one of my two cats, is a, a screen hog. So she'll come in and as soon as you acknowledge her, it's the guest that has to acknowledge her. As soon as the guest acknowledges her, she walks away and she's Yeah, fine. I mean, he's just laid down now. Yeah, he just needs to be acknowledged. But yeah. it's funny, my boy cat, it's like he's shy. I don't know what it is. They're, they're brother and sister. And oh. he's never been on the screen. 
He will not, like, he has no oh, that's so funny. I'm so, my other one is a total nut, and I'm surprised he hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> that's awesome. But I think they're the natural healers, so. he it, Oscar probably just walked by to give people more energy uh, to, you know, and maybe to know that they, it's okay to actually um, help people and, like I say, be paid for their value. And, and to, you know, to this point, it's kind of sad, and you mentioned, well, we talked earlier about the idea of bridging. But the interesting part about this is sometimes there's a disconnect on both sides. You know, if we're, if we're being full, you know, fairness and full disclosure, on the business side, sometimes there's a challenge because on the business side, there's people that are scared to give all of themselves like a healer would do. So, you know, they, they feel that, well, I'm being, you know, I just need to get, be paid for my time. And you'll see them, you go to a networking event, and if they don't, in their head right away connect to how you can help them financially it's like they're blowing you off to go to the next person so the time is money mentality takes over and absolutely. they've got to go on to the next person it's a very um with blinders kind of vision that they're going through the world with that way yeah and so do you think um you know you want obviously the people to discover this and maybe even what we're doing make bring an awareness that this is part of that but do you feel that a big part of it is um, them being like, uh, sadly, it seems like when people start discovering the other side is when something dramatic happens, you know, so somebody that's time is money, all of a sudden has a tra usually a tragic incident in their life. Maybe some, somebody, a family member takes ill and even after they get better, the person, their view has changed and all of a sudden they want to serve more. They want to help more. It's not just about money. Um, some people will say it was always about money until that happened. And all of a sudden they realize all the money in the world, they couldn't buy that person's health back. Yeah. And so uh, do you feel that, I mean, first of all, that that's what happens. And if it is, um, what do we have to do? And I know we talked earlier about bridging it, but what do we have to do to, to get through with people earlier on? about this message because it, I mean, you'd like to have it happen before they have to have this massive emotional breakthrough. Well, I think it's noticing the signs before it gets to the point of something manifesting in your physical reality. You're talking about the illness of somebody in their life. What if the illness is happening to them and now they're forced to sit still, their time is money approach has gone out the window. So it's noticing if little things are starting to happen. I mean, if you have a cold, if you start to get a sore throat, if, if you notice that you're tired, like these things are showing up to tell you to slow down. Time isn't money. You know what I mean? These little signs are all there. So starting to notice what is actually trying to talk to you becomes essential. And you have to listen. You have to stop, look, and listen at what's happening in your life and really noticing things. And so, you know, one last quick question before we dive into, I won't call it the rapid fire round per se, but I usually ask these same three questions. So everything else I've asked is me going with my intuition. But when I get to the official three questions, it's basically three questions I try to ask most guests. I vary them up a bit, but you know they're common questions. But before we jump ahead to that, um, was there, because you said you were more on the business side yourself. So did you have, what, like, well, I'll switch that around. What was it that sort of got you to start thinking or opening up your other side? Uh, a new relationship came into my life. And he was very spiritual, had a spiritual center, 
that I think activated something that had been very dormant in me. And my initial first step was wanting to fix what was wrong with him. And then realizing, oh, as I started to look for things that might help him, I was realizing I was the one that needed to do some inner work. And the first thing that I had tried years ago was Reiki. And that was a very powerful experience. And I just said, I need to learn how to do this. And then I started learning. And that became the gateway to really learning about energy for me. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. My, uh, my girlfriend's a Reiki master. So uh, you're quote unquote, speaking my language and only and same idea. I mean, I, so I, myself, I, and I'm not a healer, so I don't, I can't say my healing side. Um, I, I'm somewhat spiritual now, wasn't before, but for lack of a better way of saying it, because I won't come up with a different word quick enough, uh, we use the term all the time, woo-woo, and I don't mean it in a negative way at all. Uh, in fact, what I'm suggesting is my woo-woo side uh, was already starting. It started years ago when I discovered yoga to help with balance, and all of a sudden I was like, whoa, this is more than just helping me with my balance. Uh, but then my mother always did tarot cards and brought me for uh, readings and stuff like that. And so I, I was already kind of into it pushed into it and I seen stuff that I'm like wow I can't deny this like people telling me stuff that was going to happen like you're going to be in a horseback in Sedona in the next two years and I didn't even I'd never heard of Sedona at the time then I ended up going with a girlfriend who buys me for my birthday uh buys me a, a horseback riding uh, lesson at the sunset in Sedona but yet I didn't tell her the story I mean like you know people can argue that kind of stuff but what are the odds of that happening it'd be probably your odds of winning the lottery ticket are probably higher. So yeah, you started experiencing all these things in real life that were very predestined and you had been told about it. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. And so that's what, so that's opened me up. But then this is a full circle thing saying, then I got with, together with my girlfriend who's a Reiki master and then the gates were open. Right. Because then now all of a sudden I'm immersed in it. I had already been introduced to it in Reiki before that I've been in sweat lodges. Like I've, I've been down that road, but it seems like obviously my woo-woo side or my, and I, again, I, I only say this because I'm not a healer, but let's say if we call, use that healer side, whatever side that is of me, it took a long time, but it opened up. And I think I was open to it because I was always doing business from a heart center, but I was not that person that um, necessarily, like I, I started out, I wouldn't, if you would have said energy work, I would have just thought you're out to lunch. If you would have told me what meditation was, I would have said, what? What are you talking about? Sit cross-legged? And so that stuff was outside my realm. But I want to say to you, maybe the word healer needs to be redefined. You don't think what you're doing in your work is healing? Like you're reaching people. You're, you're acting as a bridge in the work that you do as well. Yeah, that's, that's such a great point. Because I, I, when I think a healer, I think of somebody who's working on somebody's body. That's, that's or, or mind, but like physically there or in tune with them doing that. But that's a good point. I mean, uh, it's just, I think it's just changing the wording because yeah. we can still be healing somebody that's in an audience when I'm speaking or with a message here, but I think of it in a different, like I think of healers. But you, but you may say one thing and that reaches somebody, that opens something in them. And then they start to have major shifts in their life. Like that's you being a healer. Yeah, that's the touche. That's a good point. I, yeah, so there you go. There's, there's, a, there's a breakthrough, I love it. Um, <laughs> So Jacqueline, I said I want to wind down with three quick questions. First one is, uh, how do you define success? Um, for me, that's being able to live in alignment with 
my values, my morals, what feels right to me. So not necessarily following anyone else's path and just being able to be me in every capacity, that would be success to me. Love that. Uh, how about who inspires you and why? I would say all the people that I work with, I definitely learn something from, you know, you, you start to see everybody as a mirror. And when I recognize things that other people are doing and I see where I'm undermining myself. So I would say just everyone that I work with. <laughs> Love that too. Uh, so final official question. There is an unofficial one. Final official question is if you could jump into a time machine, and go back 20 years, whatever that timeline is for you, and talk to your younger self. First of all, would you jump in the time machine? And if you would, uh, what do you think you might tell her based on life advice, you know, based on what you've learned in the years since? Oh, that she needs to totally change the way that she speaks to herself. Because she can be nice to everybody else, but if she's not being nice and kind to herself, like none of that really matters. So, that's exactly, I would totally go back and tell her. I would love to know what my life would have been like if I had been speaking to myself in a different way, much yeah. gentler. I was so hard on myself. And, you know, I think sadly that's, that's a, I hear that a lot. That's a common theme. Um, mm. So Jacqueline, my very last question is simply for people that have uh, listened to this interview and there's never enough time. So we'll probably call it a to be continued and bring you back on again down the road. But in the interim, for somebody who's listened to this and it's, it's awakened something or they say, I want to explore this more or they want to hear your show or they want to learn from you. Where would, is there a hub where you'd normally direct them? Sure. Uh, realign with the divine.com will take you to the podcast. And my design company is JacquelineLauren.com. And it's Jacqueline spelled the French way, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-L-A-U-R-E-N.com. Wow. So this has been an absolute pleasure. I knew it would be. Uh, so I thank you graciously for coming and joining us today on the show. And uh, we will do our best to wave the flag for all the great work you're doing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.